Well, uh, welcome back to the Holy War podcast. I'm Nick. And I'm Nathan. I guess not welcome back, welcome to. Welcome to it, episode one. Yeah, uh, but we're just two college guys that like talking about college football way too much. And, you know, Nathan is one of the few BYU fans I will actually talk to about. You know, BYU I'm, I'm, I'm happy to hear that. Because, look, here's my thing. I love, to all my BYU friends, I love all of you. But sometimes your takes on stuff are, are absolutely irrelevant. unrealistic. Like, I know that BYU beat Utah this year, but your takes going into that game were not great takes. They, they, Utah, were, Utah, they were questionable. Utah should have won that game on paper going through history. It, it Utah should have won that game. Now, credit to BYU. BYU is a lot better than I thought they were this year. Yeah. No, you're 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 exactly right. To all my BYU fans, I love you as well. Um, but, but this is this is all true. You have one loss this year, and you guys are already acting like the whole season's over. You're playing great football. You had one loss against a tough Boise State game. Yeah, and we'll we will get into that. There there is a lot to be said about that game. <laughs> a lot to be said, and the season too. That's the best part about this episode. We look at the whole first half of the season practically. Yeah, and. You know, we we were originally going to start this podcast at the beginning of the season, but like I said, we're I got married, so you know that threw a kink into things and yeah. made me more busy. And and Nathan's going to school, and I'm going to school, and we're working and all that stuff. So we're getting to it now, and we're going to continue this hopefully just every week until the end of the. NBA season, I guess. Yeah, we'll transition into the Jazz, and I mean, maybe even a little bit of NFL, college basketball. Um, but yeah, just make sure you're here for the ride and share. If you want to come on the podcast, talk about you know your team. Let us know. We'd love to have whoever on here. Um, going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, and oh, um, seriously, please share to your friends and family and buddies and stuff because that's how that's how this kind of stuff you know gets started is by word of mouth and then grows from there so yeah but for all to all of our buddies listening like we, we want you guys to come on and, oh, yeah. and give your guys opinions and yeah to all of our buddies that are playing for said teams love to have we you would guys also love to have you yeah come on. and, and we'll let me even come to you we'll come to you <laughs> yeah and let me add something our, our podcast is we embrace the rivalry we love the rivalry we love a little bit of the the dirt involved in the rivalry, but it's all respectful. I mean, we have Nick and I have friends that play for both teams, watch both teams. And it, overall, I think we're just – our goal is to kind of just enjoy the game, analyze it, and, and bring that fun to the rivalry and, and stuff like that. Yeah, and I, I think like, like Nathan said, you know, we, we both love the rivalry, but I'm not a guy who – I'm not a guy who roots against BYU every single week that they that they play. I'm I I root for BYU every other week except for when they play Utah and I freaking hate their guts. Oh. But, yep. But other than that, like honestly, the better BYU is, it's better for it's better for Utah, and the better Utah is, it's better for BYU, especially in this season where now BYU has a loss. They really need Utah. They to, do to be Pac-12 title contenders, and we also need BYU to be uh, 
eleven and one, ten and two type yep. type team because then that loss looks worse, looks better for yeah. us. Yep. Um. So, like I said, we're we're biased, but not not completely biased. Yeah. So, but don't let that confuse you. We we still like the intensity. Oh yeah. The rivalry we follow sure. closely. Sure. And we have we have a lot of fun with it. It's good for the state. It brings people together. For sure, especially so. now that BYU is in the Big Twelve. Good I for think. the nation, the college football nation. Oh yeah, I think, I think the the rivalry. It'll be interesting to see what the rivalry does. I think um, these next few years are going to be interesting, just because I think uh, I don't I don't know what to think of the rivalry because I'm. Oh, it's only oh, going to get better. Has, I know Utah has Florida scheduled the next two years. Yeah. In a home and home. That's right, huh? Um, but I know BYU, I think the Utah, I think in 20, I guess what would be 2025 would be the next meeting. Meeting? 2024. 2024. 2024. I think, I think that's already scheduled. So yeah. I think, I hope eight out of 10 years. I think that's realistic for them being in separate conferences. And well, who doesn't want it? Who doesn't want the rivalry? That's my question. I think everybody wants it, yeah, right? I, I think so, too. I think the players want it. I think the coaches like it. Kyle Whittingham makes his jokes about the team down south and stuff like that. But oh, yeah. I think realistically, Kyle Whittingham wants the rivalry. I mean, he's played on. he played for BYU. Now he coaches Utah. Yep. So I think realistically, he has a well, deep appreciation yeah. for the rivalry and as a BYU fan, I love the rivalry. I love the – I mean, I, I love the challenge. Statistically, Utah's been better over the course of the past 10 years, maybe even 20 years, I'd say. But I love playing them. They are BYU's rival, and it's fun to – It's fun. it was fun to beat them, but it's fun to play them. Even when we lost, I love it, look forward to it, and it makes the season exciting. And uh, I, hope it, I hope it continues, and I hope with the, the conference change, it only gets bigger and better. I think, well, I mean, you look at it the past 20 years. I mean, how many how many games have been blowouts? Oh, you count like maybe, three, what, three? Maybe three? Maybe. Maybe? Even the Vegas the Vegas Bowl was a blowout that somehow wasn't a blowout. Yeah, so, so I mean, they, they're close games every year. Yeah. And it, it, crazy things happen. It, it's fun to watch. So um, that's kind of... I guess you're just getting the gist of what we really talk about on here, but we'll we'll dive in deeper to um, both the Utah game against USC and the BYU game against Boise State, and then you know we'll we'll also cover cover a quick little preseason of the Jazz, and then right now we'll head into you know a quick little college football overview. Yeah. So wild, wild week in college wild football. Season. It's just a wild season. It's unlike any I, I remember. Yeah, we we've actually kind of already talked about this because we're new to this and we didn't realize that if we record on the computer, we only had thirty minutes to talk, and then if we record on our phones, we have a little bit longer. A little bit of trial and error going on today. <laughs> yeah, but um, Bama. Anytime Bama loses, one my heart is just happy. Um. I, it's good to see. It's good to see. It is so good to see. It's it's like watching the Patriots when they had Tom Brady. Yeah. It's different now. I actually 
kind of like Tom Brady on the Bucks. <laughs> respect is the word I use. Oh yeah, I, yeah. I respected him. Doesn't mean I liked him. Doesn't mean you like. There is a difference. <laughs> there is a difference. Yeah. Bill Belichick, greatest, one of the greatest, if not the greatest football coach of all time. Dislike him. Extremely. Well, the dude's not doesn't seem like the most happy, nice guy. No, no, not at all. But that's not really the the purpose of this. But <laughs> anyway, so, um, but yeah, battle lost. It was a great day for me because of that. Um, the Red River, Oklahoma, Texas was insane. We didn't even talk about those games. No, we didn't. Um, insane. Yeah, that game was insane. The Ole Miss, um, Arkansas, Arkansas game was insane. Crazy. Oh, Iowa, Penn State. That one was crazy. If, I'll be real. If, in that game, if Penn State's quarterback doesn't get hurt in like the second quarter, Penn State wins that game. Probably. Penn State wins that game. Probably. And Iowa's not number three. Probably. Well, I think Cincinnati jumped them. No, I think Cincinnati's. Cincinnati's three. Iowa's two. Because Bama's gone. <laughs> and a note about Cincinnati. Th- these dudes are legit. Oh, Cincinnati's good. These dudes are Cincinnati, good. Cincinnati's good. I, I'm intrigued to see. I'm, I'm, I'm really intrigued to see uh, how they fare against. I really hope they go undefeated because if they go undefeated, I, I think they went undefeated last year too. They, they lost to Georgia in the in their bowl game. I don't remember which one. It was a New Year's was Six. Was it a close game? Twenty. It was twenty-four to twenty or twenty-four to twenty-one. Okay, so they're good. If that's their they're good. one loss in a bowl game, and they run the table again with a one loss. I don't see how how they don't get in this year. Um, well, the NCAA always seems to screw something up, though. So. Yeah. Don't put it past them. The thing is, they, they will. Their only challenge is is SMU on the 20th of November, who's also undefeated. Other than that, they're playing a bunch of losers from... SMU? Is SMU back? SMU is 6-0, and dude. They used to be good in what? The 80s? <laughs> yeah, like the same year we were born. <laughs> Just kidding. Yeah, a long time ago. long time ago, and they got kind of the same thing as USC. I don't think USC has ever really gotten back from the whole Reggie Bush... Not quite. Pete oh, Carroll. Pete Carroll. Yeah. A lot. A lot has changed. Yeah. So, anyways, it was it was a crazy week. We, the whole the outlook of the playoff changed a lot, a lot. Yeah. Busted it completely open. Yeah. I I mean the only team that I think for sure belongs in the playoff right now is Georgia, and then I I think my second pick would be Bama still. It it have to be. Just because it have to be, yeah. Even though they lost, I think it was one of those perfect storm, kind of similar to the BYU game, a perfect storm loss. Yeah. Uh, going into a game. On the road. Like, on the road. Well, I guess BYU was. BYU was at home, but yeah. On the road, into anytime you play anywhere on the road for SEC, it's going to be, especially in Texas, it's going to be difficult. Um, yeah, it just came down to the and A and M. They they played very well. Yeah, they played well. I think I haven't A&M listened. Is better than people think they are. I'm sure they got the respect of hopefully the respect of Alabama. I haven't listened to the post game or anything, but I'm sure they did. And 
did, is Texas A&M rank? They snuck in. Twenty-one. Four and two, twenty-one. Yeah, which they should be. I mean, they pound for pound. They 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 pushed around Bama and played a, a good game. Absolutely. I, um, just real quickly, we'll give our thoughts on the, the playoff format. Um, we went a little more in depth earlier, but mm-hmm. it took way too longer, way too much time than it should have. But basically, I think the NCAA is looking at the 12-team format right now. and As they should be? As they should be. My opinion. I yeah. think the 18 format is interesting, too. It's got to be one of the two. Basically, I think any if you win a conference, if you win a Power Five conference, you should get an automatic bid. But then you're going to have a Georgia or Alabama that doesn't, and they should get a bid. Then you should have. So then you have your two at-large teams and your power and your group of five team, your at-large group of five. So, I I think that's what it should look like. I I like the twelve. I think they want to do the twelve-team format because it makes it so there's no buys for anyone. So you do the eighteen, the right. one and two seed have to have a buy in the first round. No, with twelve, the four teams have a buy. Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. And then eight, there's no buys. Okay, maybe I like the twelve-team format better. Then. I think uh, I think that's legit. I I, so those top four teams probably deserve to be have a buy. Have a buy. Yeah, I agree. And then those other eight teams. I'm out here. Yeah, those other eight teams duke it out. Yeah. To play the big dogs, I think that yeah, I actually really like that. I think it's a change that needs to happen. Only concern I see with twelve. Only concern. Once you let twelve teams in. There's going to be 10, 15, maybe 20 other teams in addition to those eight from four to 12, those eight, te- those eight teams. There's going to be teams a lot like them that have a case to get in that aren't going to get in. And we're going to see a, a few SEC teams in there, a few Big Ten teams in there, and the Pac-12 is going to be pissed. The ACC is going to be upset. Yeah. The Big 12 is going to be upset. And then groups of five are going to be very upset. But, I mean, it's, it's better than four. At least they have a fighting chance. It's way better than right? four because right now, the top four teams get in, and then the next 21 teams all complain mm-hmm. about not getting in. Exactly. But, and if we're going to do 12, we may as well do 16. <laughs> right? We may as well do 64 and just make Dude, March Madness. And every player will be injured by the end of it. <laughs> and there will be no – yeah. that We could go on and on about that. But we may as well do 16 if we're not going to do eight. Um, but you know what? I'm, I'm to the point, if they change it from four – I'll be stoked. Yeah. I'll be super stoked. Absolutely. So, um, so that's a quick little college football rundown. Um, but we'll get into the real reason that we're here today, which is the BYU and the Utah games. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna defer to you. The Utes got the victory, obviously. Okay. Let you go first. Share your share your thoughts on that game. Yeah. So so Utah won. Yeah. Well, Utah won, I think it was 42-27 was the final. Um, 42-26. 26, Yep. Okay, and realistically, USC scored 
an extra touchdown if we wanted. That was kind of just a garbage touchdown. Um, but the first thing I want to talk about is turnovers. It's the first game. I don't think – I think they turned the ball over in the Weaver State game. They might not have. But the Weaver State game – They did game. once. Tavion Thomas coughed it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So it's the first game they didn't have a freaking fumble. And they murdered so, USC. Keep this in mind, Utah fans. Utah fans are kind of acting like this is the best game that Utah has ever played in their entire yep. in, in their this entire is true. tenure in the Pac-12. It's not true. That USC team is, other than Drake London, is horrible. Yeah. Kevin Slovis is the most overrated quarterback. I, the dude floats the ball all over the field. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's the most overrated quarterback. He threw three picks at BYU as a freshman. Sure, go ahead. Yeah. Jackson. That being said, though, Jackson, Jackson Dart, Dart is dude. back. He will be the starter, and yeah. the dude is legit. Well, they need to restart their whole program with Jackson Dart. And just move on. Whatever they're doing at coach, whoever is going to be their coach for the next two years until he gets fired. <laughs> will. Urban Meyer's going to get fired. Dude, for, at USC, it doesn't even matter. They're like, hey, you lost a few games, you're fired. Yeah. Which, no, whatever. They need to. We, don't, we, both, we both hate USC, I think. Yeah, I honestly, I think – so when, when Utah came into the Pac-12, they tried to push the whole Utah-Colorado Rocky Mountain no, rivalry. No, But Colorado yeah. was just – They're awful. Awful. They're just bad. They're just bad. Who's going to play football at Colorado? Dude, I would make an argument that Colorado State is consistently better than Colorado. You're probably right. But, You're probably right. I know. I know. We'll save that for next week. <laughs> but um, <laughs> anyways, um, USC. So it's the first time Utah's won in the Coliseum. It's the first time Utah's beaten USC in LA since 1916. Is this true? But the Coliseum wow. wasn't built until 84 for the Olympics or something like that. Okay. So. Um, First time they've ever won in the Coliseum. Okay. Um, they should have won in 2019 when Lecky was on the team. Oh, okay. Was, that, 2019, the Utes went, I think they went 11. They went 12. No, they went 11 3, I think. Because they lost to uh, Oregon in the Pac 12 championship. They lost to USC at USC, and then they lost to Texas in the Alamo Bowl. Or whatever, but that's right. Tough season. Tough it was season. good. Bad ending. It was a really good season. If Utah, truly, if Utah would have beaten Oregon in the Pac-12 championship, and I think that game was three-zero or seven-zero. I was on my mission. We were on our missions, but let me let me. It was something like that. that. Yeah. But I know, I know, we didn't have Tyler Huntley or Zach Moss that game. Jeez. Uh, yeah, that's that's pain. Um, and they lost. Think... Oh. No, they lost thirty-seven to fifteen. Oh, it was the year before it was that. The year before ten that, to they lost three. Ten to three to Washington. Washington. That's is, this is correct. Yeah. Um, so they lost to Oregon, but like I said, they didn't have Tyler Huntley, who was phenomenal in senior season, and Zach Moss, who was the best running back 
to ever play at the Well, year. the dude's scoring me 10 points on Sundays in my fantasy league. I saw so. you traded him, though. Yeah, I did, but he was. I also had Saquon Barkley. Dude, so I, we're not, we're not going to start with freaking fantasy. I don't even want to start talking I, about fantasy because oh both God. of us are having a rough season. I'm about to, yeah. Dalvin Cook is killing me. Let me just say I'm about to trade Patrick Mahomes for Zach Wilson. That's about <laughs> where I'm at. I'm, I'm up to here. Dude, the Chiefs are not great this year. Uh, I, uh, anyways, anyways, way, way yeah. off topic here. But where was it? So Utah finally beats USC in the Coliseum. I think I, I think Utah and USC is more of a rivalry than any other team besides BYU has been. Yeah, I think you're right. Utah and USC have had some battles in the past. Arizona used to. In, in, when we were in high school, Arizona and yeah. Utah had some, but but not anymore. Yeah, Arizona, Arizona sucks. <laughs> gosh, awful now. <laughs> They're bad. Yeah. They're so bad. Mm-hmm. Um, they lost to NAU. They lost to Northern yeah, Arizona. They, yeah. But anyway, so first game that Utah <clears throat> hasn't fumbled, Tavion Thomas is a machine. The dude is a monster. He, he looks... Have you seen him lining up when he lines up behind Cam Rising? I haven't. He no. He looks huge. He's he's not to be messed with. No, he looks big. If he, dude, if he didn't fumble the ball, the first few games, very interesting what he could do so, or what he's going to do. I will say this: if you go back to that BYU game, I think if Cam Rising's the starter, and I think if Tavion Thomas has the trust of the coaching staff not to fumble, I yeah. think it's a very different game. Yeah, I'll be honest. I try not to think about that. <laughs> I just, uh, I just look, be what was and. But I mean, so you talk. So Tavion Thomas had 16 carries for 113 yards and a touchdown. Uh, probably could have had two. He got, he got us down to the one, and then they ran a little pass act, play pass action, play action. Mm-hmm. Um, to the tight. It was a great play call, actually. But Tavion Thomas probably would have been better. Um. The other thing I want to talk about, Cam Rising is a stud. Oh. And he's everything stud. That, he's everything that Whittingham and um, blanking on the offensive coordinator's name, Andy Ludwig, um, have talked about. So Cam Rising's a redshirt sophomore, but he's been in the program. He's actually technically a transfer from Texas. Is that right? Um, the, oh, yeah, yeah. So, went to Texas, transferred, redshirted, basically, and then COVID year makes things weird. He's been in the program for four years. Um, Seen two grad transfers that did not pan out. Jake Bentley was uh, – that being said, Cam Rising won starting job over Jake Bentley. He just got hurt, hurt in the yeah. first quarter of – the USC game last year, actually. Really? Uh-huh. And then Jake Bentley was awful. Charlie Brewer, interesting. I I understand why they gave him a starting job this year. Yeah. But when when the players vote the backup quarterback as a captain over the starting quarterback, I think that tells you who the team would rather play for. And that's yeah. what I've noticed in the past. Since Cam Rising has been the starter when he came in against San Diego State, the team has looked significantly better. That being said, way better. Charlie Brewer's problem was not just Charlie Brewer. Jaron, 
so for for those of you that don't know, we both went to high school and middle school together. We went to yep. Harriman High School. So we have lots of buddies who, I mean, we, we knew Lecky Fotu, who's now playing for the Cardinals. Yeah. We knew Francis Bernard, who's now playing for the Cowboys. Blake Andre Freeland, James. Andre James, uh, Jaron Kump. Jaron Kump. Fisher Jackson. Jackson. Yeah. David Fotu. David Fotu. A lot of good dudes. A lot of good dudes um, have come out of Harriman High School. Not anymore. Harriman's actually hot garbage. Are they? Now. Um, Mountain Ridge is better than them already. <laughs> Yikes. Um, that's a whole different. But Jaron, we could have a whole podcast on Harriman football. We could. I don't know anything. Harriman football is an interesting topic. Right is now. it? I don't really dabble with Harriman High School anymore. Me neither. But, but. <laughs> I, I know just a little bit about do you coaching stuff going on there, and it's interesting. I bet. So, anyways, but we know a lot of dudes that have been in and out of BYU and Utah programs, and a few dudes that are in the NFL now. So, um, Jaron. And David and Jaron and David, we graduated with. And yeah. And Fisher and Blake were a year younger than us. Yep. So we we know these guys pretty well. But Jaron, I love you, and I really want you to come on our podcast. We need you. you. If you're actually listening to this, I'm gonna hit you up and say you listen to it. But if you're not listening, come on, man. But if you are listening, I love you. But the offensive line was was horrible the first few games of the season, especially against BYU. San Diego yeah. State, half of the game they were horrible. The other half they were they were decent. And Weber State doesn't really count. But against BYU they were they were terrible. And I'm pretty sure Jaron has actually been hurt um for most of the season. I think he's been at eighty percent. And I actually think he got hurt again in the last game, but they, they flipped some things around on the offensive line and they've looked a million times better. Um, so I will say the Utes are not to be messed with right now. No, they're not. They're, they're, they look like a new to a whole new team. And, and the other thing is, I mean, I, I for sure experienced this my senior year. Jaron's actually experienced it too, but like Bryson, yeah, you know, there, there's an emotion when you lose a teammate, Sorry, I didn't clarify. I lost a teammate um, on my baseball team when I was a senior in high school. He was also on the football team with Jaron. Um, but when, when you lose a teammate, it's it's either really good or really bad. Unfortunately for the baseball team, it was really bad. But you, you play with this um, new emotion, I guess, that you never felt. Mm-hmm. And it's either really good or really bad. And right now, it's looking like that team has bonded together and just decided, you know what, we're going to play for – these two teammates that we've lost that were best friends. You know, Aaron Lowe was a big reason Ty Jordan came and, yep. and all that stuff. So um, they, they look like a great team right now. Uh, this will kind of get me into – oh, real quick, I want to talk about some defensive and offensive, mainly defensive schemes. Utah's defense is always good. Devin Lloyd is a stud. Very good. Um, the fact I, I watched the film – I watched the game and then I've I've rewatched the film. Um, Devin Lloyd actually came down and played defensive end about half the about half the game is how much he was down there and and killed it at both. Nika uh, Tafula is a stud. Clark Phillips is everything he was 
supposed to be and more. Um, so it, it'll be interesting. I, I love Morgan Scout. My dream scenario is when Kyle Whittingham retires, Morgan Scout becomes that head coach. That will then, happen. And then he hires Eric Weddle to be his defensive coordinator. Jeez. I would. And then, and then gets Brian Johnson to be his offensive coordinator. It likely could happen. At least Morgan Scout. Should happen. I think Morgan Scout is a shoe in for yeah, the next so do I. For head coaching job. More, Eric Weddle, <laughs> Eric Weddle and Morgan Scout are good friends. Mm-hmm. Um, so I could see that happening. Brian Johnson's actually the Eagles quarterback coach. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. But he has coached, he's been the offensive co- coordinator for Florida at one point. Okay. And one of the Mississippis. Two good teams down in Mississippi. <laughs> Actually, Ole Miss is not Ole Miss bad. Ole Miss isn't bad. No, no, they're not. Um, so, anyways, that's my dream scenario. But Utah looked really good against USC. I could go more in depth. So let, let me let me let me ask you then: what is your what is your outlook? What is your prediction? What do you expect ask from me, the Utes? Ask me after after this week. After this week, I think. Well, then let me just ask you about actually, this week. Then, what do you think for this week? I don't know. I'm really excited. I actually have tickets for this game. That's exciting. That will be crazy. Yeah, so I'm, I'm really excited. It's the first time I've been back in the state. I, I used to have season tickets before my mission. Okay, yeah. Um, Those are fun years. Yeah, so it's, it's the first time being back in the stadium for two, three years. Um, I'm really excited. I don't think it's the first time my wife will have been. Okay. So First game ever for yeah, the wife. First, well, first in-person game, so... Okay. Well, you better treat her nice. Food, <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, drinks. For sure. for sure. But I. Uh, this week is interesting. I so right now I think. Let me look at the Vegas odds. I think I I saw them already this year. Um. This year, I think I saw them already for this game. Uh, and I think it was. One point. I think the spread was one point. Oh, oh shoot. It's going to be yeah, close. So, so the spread's Arizona. The spread is Arizona um, by one point with 51 total. Sounds about right. About fair. I think it's going to be that close of a game. I think <clears throat> I'm biased. I think Utah's going to win. I think, I think Rice Eccles is one of the hardest places to play on the west coast well it's going to be so loud it's going to be i will say it might be the loudest the stadiums ever gotten just speaking about sound because they sealed off the end zone and so it's a huge game zone, it's a huge game and it's the first time the utes have been back since the Aaron Lowe thing yeah that's going to be and huge Utah fans are super supportive so they are i think i think home field i think the home field advantage in that game is enough to make a three-point difference. Probably. And I think Utah wins this game 30-27. 30-27. I'm writing it down. Okay. I think Utah wins that game 30-27. Now, so if we, if Utah wins, so I'll give you, I'll give you my two outlooks on this. If Utah wins this game, I yeah. think they win the Pac-12. The entire Pac-12. I think they win. They beat Oregon. They beat Oregon think, State. They beat Oregon State. Oregon State. Okay. Wins the North. Okay. Well, th- this game will decide the South. Yeah. 
This game should decide the South. It should. It should. Because right. UCLA lost the game. Yeah, the South sucks. And UCLA, yeah. The South UCLA sucks. UCLA yeah. lost again. USC now has three conference losses. Yeah. And then you have Arizona. Arizona is probably – I don't – you want to talk about a great game. Arizona and Colorado play this week. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Good gracious. That's what we should have the loser from fantasy go to. You got to go watch Arizona play Colorado. <laughs> that's how bad that's going to be. It, it could be. Okay, whoever wins that game, it's going to be the only win they have in conference. And the other team is not going to win another conference game. So it, it, that'll be an interesting game. But uh, Arizona and Colorado are bad. USC already has three losses. UCLA has two losses in conference. So whoever wins this game will have a head-to-head and will be allowed to drop at least – one, a game, two. maybe two, probably one. But um, going to be interesting. So I think whoever wins this game will have enough momentum for the rest of the season to win the Pac-12. I think if I think if Utah wins this game, I think they I think they win the Pac-12. I think they finally get over that hump and they win the Pac-12. There's not a better year to win it than this year. No, nope. I hope they do because they win the Pac-12 the year BYU beats them. I'm sorry, that would be awesome. <laughs> It would be awesome yeah. for BYU. Um, two, if Utah loses this game, I think they struggle to be bowl eligible. Okay, so we're talking complete black, white. Who I knows? Think, I think. Uh, me I mean, that's not a bad. That's not a bad assessment. Yeah. So Utah. They're either good or they're not. Um, so they play Arizona State this week. And then they play Oregon State. Should be that's interesting. A, that's yeah, that's a tough game. I think that's a tough game. I don't even know what to think about that game. I think they, I think UCLA is a tough game. I think Stanford's a tough game. Arizona's a win. And Oregon is tough. Oregon's a loss. If we don't win this game. Yeah. So I think that. So I think. So what are they now? They're three and two. I think if they lose to Arizona State, that puts them at three and three. I'll say they beat Oregon State, that puts them at four and three. Five and three UCLA. Five and three UCLA. Six and three. I'm gonna say five and four against Stanford. Oh, okay. Six and four against Arizona. Six and five Oregon. Seven and five. It's interesting. But if I think if they beat Arizona State, I think they win out. Even I, Oregon. I think they beat Oregon. I don't think okay. Oregon's as good as <laughs> I guess time will tell. Yeah, I think time will tell. So that that's my prediction for Utah for the rest of the season, kinda of, sort of. It's mid season for BYU. It's just before mid season for Utah. It is. But for some reason it feels like the beginning of the season to yeah. me for Utah. Yeah, it really does. Um, but like I said, my you want my real opinion? Talk to me after the Arizona State game when I get a good look against Utah against a really quality, good opponent. Yeah, interesting. So we'll turn the time over to Nathan. Yes. To talk about BYU. Yes. (laughs) It's an interesting week. Yes. Let me just begin by saying this. Despite the loss, I'm pretty fired up about the season. We're a lot better. I'll be real. I thought BYU, going into the season, my prediction for BYU was 6-6. Six 6-6. Six. Six and six. No, my, my prediction for BYU was 9-3. and three. 
my prediction for BYU now is ten and two. I think I think they lose another. I I th- I don't know if it's this week. I don't I don't know if it's Baylor. I don't think it's Washington State. I don't think it's Virginia. That's USC. Maybe I just I have a hard time believing we're gonna beat everybody here from at, here on out. I don't know what I think the most interesting game left on BYU's schedule. I know you're gonna say Virginia. I think yeah. Bronco Mendenhall wants the to come scheme and kick all kinds of explosives out of BYU. He does, and it's gonna be interesting. And I, I I'm excited That's to see a game the scheme. I can see BYU dropping. Yeah. That's why I say I have a hard time believing BYU is going to win every game. Hey, but we'll go, we'll go into Boise State right that now. That being said, BYU fans, listen, <clears throat> listen to me right now. Your season is not over. No. One loss to a good Boise State team. The Boise State schedule, uh, record does not show how good that team is. No. you got to remember, they have a brand-new coach. Um, so he's – anytime you have a brand-new coach and you're struggling at the beginning of the season to get that um, – Chemistry? Chemistry. Yeah. Um, culture set up. <laughs> and, and you're probably going to drop a game or two. Yeah. Um, uh, well, and they dropped in the quality opponents. I know Oklahoma State is Oklahoma undefeated, State. I want to say. Yeah. I think, and then they lost to Nevada, who yeah. arguably has the best quarterback in the nation right now. Yeah. I don't know who he is, but I, you might be right. I don't know. I don't know much about him either. I just know that's what they say. Well. So Nevada's decent. <laughs> so when you say that, I said that before. I said that before the game in our group text with our buddies. I said this Boise State game for BYU is a dangerous game. Yeah, it it, it, it is. Wrong. It is, and I I was confident going into the game. Um, however, looking back, Boise State's not to be messed with. BYU has spoiled their undefeated season before a couple of times. The most recent being 2019, mid October in Lavelle Edwards, mm-hmm. and 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 it happened to be the opposite situation this this year. Um, but like Nick said, Cougar fans, we're in a good place. Five and one. If you would have showed me three Pac-12 South teams, Utah State, um, a team from Florida that has tons of speed. I mean, honestly. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Maybe. And then Boise State, you tell me we're going to be five and one. I'd be pretty happy about that. Um, that being said. And number 19 in the nation. Number 19, you have. And, and if we're going to talk about next season. We don't have a lot of guys looking like they're going to go to the NFL other than potentially our running back. I think Blake Freeland goes to the NFL. This year, Blake Freeland goes to the NFL. Blake, we love you, man. You're a stud. We love watching you put, put DNs on their, you know, A-word in the grass. I, I think you think James MP goes? He's been hurt. Our, our, our O-line is full of studs. Um, BYU's O-line is the best offensive unit, the, the best unit in the state of Utah. Probably. In any in – out of all the teams in Utah, the best unit. Probably, yeah. No, it is, and it's it's credited. Both sides of the ball. It's helped our running back Tyler Algier a lot, a lot. Um, who's also a stud. Who's also a stud. Right probably the best player in the state. I think Devin Lloyd's too. Do I dare say he's one of the best players in the Western United States? I think I do. Yeah, I think you can make. I think I do. He's. I can't think of anyone who's had a better season so far. The dude's very good. The dude has made game-winning plays. Not only on the offensive side, but on the defensive side of the ball for us against Arizona State. The dude's the dude's great. The dude is great. And it's kind of a cool story too. Like I mean, walk on, turn into a yep. linebacker, yep. turn into. He's only a sophomore. Yeah, COVID. Thank you. <laughs> we 
That's the one good thing about this COVID. Yeah. So eligibility. Um, we we have to talk about the second quarter. I have a lot to say about the second oh, quarter. Oh, the BYU game. Yeah. Well, let let's just start with this. I, I I'm gonna give credit to Boise State. They played good, disciplined, physical football. They had I want to say zero fumbles, zero interceptions. I don't think they turned the ball over on fourth down at all. They punted. I think every time we got points out of there. However, we need to control the ball, hold on to the ball. We lost our first fumble. Well, I know it's Tyler Algier's first fumble. It may have been our first fumble of the entire season. It was. Which, I mean, that comes with time. I don't think they turned the ball over. No. Darren Hall threw one pick. But they hadn't fumbled all season. No, or he threw two picks. But yeah, they hadn't fumbled, and they couldn't have come in a worse time. I'm looking okay. at the fumble from Algier. Middle of the field, he coughed it up. Honestly, fighting for maybe a couple extra yards he didn't need. And honestly, great play by Boise State. Oh, that dude came I over know, his right side. Like, it yeah. wasn't like Tyler Algier had bad had ball. ball hanging or anything. It, he had it high and tight. Yeah. He was fighting for extra yards, and a Boise State player just put his helmet on the ball. On this ball, on the arm. Yeah. It was a great play by Boise State. The Katoa fumble. You mean both the Katoa fumbles? Oh, he was the... He, the kick I, return. The kick return. To the, to the also 21. Was, also was a great play by Boise State. It was, but you, you... The third one, the third fumble, should not have been a fumble. The thing is, at that point in the game... Obviously, I never played running back. I didn't get recruited. I didn't play football in high school. We're not. You can't fight for yardage on yardage. We don't need. We had enough offensive momentum going with passing the ball, getting quick pickups. I don't think we needed to fight for a few extra yards like Cato was doing. And then what really killed us? Obviously, middle of the third quarter, we put together literally what was going to be an eighty-yard drive, and he picks up a first down, and he fumble. He gets popped, fumbles it after the first down. That was bad, and that, was bad. that being someone that was standing on the very fir- front bench, first row of the student section, you could hear a pin drop in that stadium, and and it was over. Yeah, it was um, just it was. The other thing, so the other thing in the second quarter, this is where I think Kalani's talking got out coached on on Saturday. Why go for it? Why go for it in that situation? You've given up two turnovers on your side of the 50, and they've scored on both of them. And yep. now they have a lead yeah. going into the half. And you're going to go gonna give them it. more points in the half. You're going to go for it with You're going to go for it with fourth and two. It wasn't like it was fourth and inches. Yeah, it had to be a decent run. Yeah. Fourth and two, and you and – you, uh, It was something. Yeah. I, I, I didn't agree with the call, and then, you know – Instead of going down a touchdown, you're going down two scores. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was frustrating. I yelled in the student section, why are we doing this? The people around me didn't like it. We turned the ball over. I then looked at them and said, why? why? Just take your medicine, go into the half, down. Don't try to do too much. I think BYU gets in trouble a lot when they try to play outside themselves, try to do too much. And that was one of those situations that – even though it was only a field goal, it was just momentum killing. Yeah. It was frustrating. Yeah. It took the fans out of the game. So and the other thing, <clears throat> I couldn't figure it out. I didn't feel like I, – I, I'll have to look at the box score again. But I didn't feel <clears throat> like BYU ran the ball enough for how talented Tyler Algier is. 
Yeah, I mean he had a he had a he had a fair amount of carries. I think so, if I remember looking. I think I think he I mean he had nineteen carries. So maybe not quite enough. So they had nineteen carries and Jaron Hall threw the ball thirty seven times. Yeah, you might want to, we may need to even that out. I Jaron Hall's a great athlete. Don't think he's a quarterback that can throw the ball thirty seven times a game. Well, he should be running that ball seven times, my opinion. Yeah. That's because if Jaren, here's my thing about Jaron Hall. So Jaron Hall's rushing stats were two for negative three. Yeah, that can't happen. And if the if the scheme is well, we need to keep him healthy. No, if if he can only pass the ball to stay healthy, Baylor Romney should be our starter because Baylor Romney has a much better arm. And so Jaron Hall, he brings the dual threat, which brings him value. Or even your freshman Conover. Yeah, we haven't seen a lot of him. I think Jaron Hall has a powerful arm. Don't think he has an accurate. Even Something. The, even at, we talked about this after the Utah game. I felt like BYU probably could have beat us by more if Jared Hall would have hit a few guys. Yeah. Wide open. Well, he he missed Samson. Dude, Samson had two steps on somebody. I don't know who your who your defensive back was, but Samson had two steps and Jaron Yeah. Under or overthrew him like to the right, like practically out of bounds. Um, the other. <coughs> the other that's an interesting topic, dude. I'll, I will let me cut you off. Puka Nakua is going to be BYU's best player in a pretty pretty soon here. Is he a junior? Uh, I think he's a sophomore or junior. Yeah, Samson's a senior. Yeah, Samson's the older one. I know that. Puka Nakua will be very very good. And not only he just when we came back in the third quarter, we put together our drives. We had back to back first downs from Puka Nakua, and then he had one over the middle. We completed the fourth and nine He's to Neil Pau, yeah. And then Lapini coughed it up for us. Very, very frustrating drive. But the the good news, Puka Nakua is going to be, yeah, like I said, our, our, our best player. And he's, I'm not hesitating on he's that. He is. Samson's not. Samson's not. Puka is. Samson is good. His reception was very clean. His touchdown, yeah. That was actually a decent return. It was, yeah. It, we thought we were in trouble, but he high-pointed the ball, let Samson go up and get it, and he did. I was worried. So, BYU hadn't trailed at all going into that game. No, they hadn't. I, I was worried when, when they fumbled. I said, I was here by myself watching the game. No. Uh, I said to myself, I, if, they, if they start trailing, they're going to fold. Yeah. They're a young team. That's the thing about BYU. BYU fans, you are complaining already about this season, but your team is very young. Young. Very young. We're, we, we've proven, like, we have decent depth at every so position. Is so is Utah. Utah's really Utah's young. Utah's young, yeah. But the depth BYU has is something to be super excited about. But the fact that we could lose a guy like Keenan Peely, who, who was number six in the nation in tackles during the Arizona State game when he went down, it's and then good. still have a good it's linebacking core where you, you're full of Wilgar. Um, obviously, Chaz Ayu got moved a little bit closer to the line there. I don't know if he's quite playing linebacker, but he's playing more. I think he's playing that weird nickel. Weird nickel, yeah. And then Ben Bywater came in. I, I want to say Ben Bywater led our team in tackles. He did. He had six solo tackles and 14 assists. We're going to be just fine. Our defensive line, like – I ask BYU fans, if you really are going to be disappointed we're 5-1, and one, I, 
that, that's rough. That's a little bit too harsh considering we sent our nose tackle to the NFL, our best receiver to the NFL, a number two pick quarterback to the NFL, an O lineman to the NFL, um, our one defensive back that was capable of playing man coverage to the NFL. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like we're, we're, we're in a good place and I'm excited for Baylor and I'm, I'm, I'm honestly kind of optimistic we'll bounce back and I think we have the talent and the scheme to beat them. It just, it just depends on if, if we cannot yeah. beat ourselves. Another thing I would, I would <clears> like to see BYU get there get Isaac Rex more involved. He only had one catch for three yards. Yeah, it's weird. He's he's had games where he's on, games yeah. where he was off. I know with Zach Wilson, dude, those guys were connected. Yeah, I really like Gunnar Romney. Gunnar Romney's a stud. Gunnar Romney, dude, Gunnar Romney makes Jaron Hall's deep balls look better than they are. A lot better. It is true. <clears throat> and our punter, I just don't, I don't understand, like you talked about, end of the second quarter. We have one of the best punters in the nation. Now, Brayton Covey came out and said it was a privilege watching BYU's punter punt. Did he? Yes. Yeah, I bet because he, dude, he puts it 150 yards in the sky. Yeah, he murders the ball and drops it in, drops it into the three yard line of the pick, pitching wedge and puts check on it the five yard <laughs> line. It. Why are we not doing that every yeah. time? Yeah, I, I didn't like him going for it on, on fourth down at all. Um, I think that's a pretty good rundown of that game. What are your predictions for the rest of the season? What are your predictions for specifically this week? Let me pull up the Vegas The Vegas odds. My my predictions are I mean Baylor's five and one with a loss to an undefeated Oklahoma State. <clears throat> so my prediction is gonna be honestly do I have to pick a winner? And a score. It really depends if we can it just depends on the turnover margin, but I'm I'm gonna go ahead. Obviously I'm biased. I'm a student at BYU. <clears throat> I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna say BYU comes out and plays discipline, keeps the ball in their positions. And I'm gonna call it a, a twenty seven to seventeen victory for, for BYU. Um 27 to 17 for BYU. I really think BYU can win. I just I think we're going to clean things up. I think Kalani gave every single one of our running backs a football and said you can't drop this till next Saturday. <laughs> and I think things are going to look a lot better. <clears throat> so. What are your predictions for the rest of the season? The rest of the season. So we go we go we go <clears throat> to Waco Saturday. <clears throat> Washington State the next week. Virginia, um, Idaho State, one other scrub. Who was the other scrub we play? Idaho State. And Georgia Southern. And Georgia Southern. Washington State to win. Idaho State to win. I really like the, the sound of 10 and 2. I can't pick the loss on there, um, it's, but I, I'm, I'm going to say it. 10 and 2 is a great season for I me. I think USC is a win too. Uh, I think. I think we lose to Virginia or Baylor, and I do hope I'm wrong. I, I and my Cougar wrong. fans, please forgive me. But I'm I'm more than happy with ten and two, and if we go ten and two, you know I I'll stay in school. I'll stay in school, and I won't transfer. So, <laughs> especially with how young, I, like I said, the BYU team is young. They are. Uh, it'll 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 be a good season. Real quick, just to wrap up, um, quick preview on the Jazz. Um, yes. I'm excited for this Jazz season. Oh. I think if the Jazz were to ever win a title, it'll be this season. 
Wow. Really? I think Rudy Gay is... Say that one more time. I think if, if, if the Jazz were to ever win a title this season. This season. This season. I wow. Donovan, Donovan is at the height of his game. Rudy's at the height of his game. Jeff Butler, I think, is going to be a Rookie of the Year candidate. Okay. Jared Butler. Jared Butler. Really? Did I say Jeff Butler? Jared, Jared Butler is going to be a Rookie of the Year candidate. Yeah. Hassan Whiteside is a great backup. He's a better backup than Derek Favors. Yeah, he Rudy is. Rudy Gay is better coming off the bench than George Hill. He can stretch. He's more athletic on defense. Let me let me uh, just throw and, out a team. And, and we're not even uh, – who's the guy that came from the, the Clippers? That's Donovan's – Oh, Warriors. Here. Eric Pascal. Yeah, he's a stud too. <clears throat> and he makes it so you can play small ball. Yeah, he does. I think they fixed the things that – beat them last year. Against the Warriors? Or against the Clippers, against excuse the Clippers, me. I think they fixed those things and got better. So so over under 60 games, 60 wins, regular season. I think at 60. At 60? I think at 60. That's what I think is the target as well. I think 60, I, I think between 55 to 60. Yeah. Um, 60 wins is a great season. That's. Picked, this doesn't make any sense to me. Their pick to take second in the in the West, but didn't get any votes to win it. Very interesting. And, and who's in so first has got to be the Lakers. I okay. I I told you my I, I I texted Nathan this hot take the other day. I think the Lakers. I don't think this will actually happen, but I could seeing it happen. It's a hot take. I don't think the Lakers make the playoffs. Nick, write this down if you're at home. Nick Crawford on recording here doesn't think Lakers make the playoffs. No, no, hang on, hang on, hang on. Let me let me let me phrase that. I think they will make the playoffs. I can okay. see them not making it. Okay. So we're gonna say you predict they have they don't have home court advantage in the playoffs. No, I think they're like a five seed. Five seed. Okay. I, I can I can see that. I think they're too old. I can see that. I, I dis I disagree with the thought. I think I, I think, think Anthony Davis gets injured. I think LeBron James gets injured. I think Carmelo Anthony gets injured, and then it's just Russ. I think, you know, to be honest, the Lakers are going to make the playoffs unless hell freezes over or Finland thaws out, okay? <laughs> That's what I have to say about the Lakers making the playoffs. It's it's going to happen, and LeBron's going to carry them, I think, to the conference finals. That's my take. So you think Utah – you think the Jazz have to go through LA? I do. The champion goes through LeBron, bro. I can see that. The champ- that's, what I'm, I, that's what I'm saying. It's a hot take because I can see that. Yeah. But I can also see Anthony Davis hurt, being hurt all season, and I could see LeBron James being hurt all season. Yeah. No, I, I, I agree. And I, LeBron is LeBron, but LeBron now is not the same LeBron as I am the LeBron. Let me, uh, let me just throw out one team name just to get back on the jazz train, and that is going to be the 2006 Miami Heat. That's what I see in the jazz right now. A young D. Wade, a young Donovan Mitchell. Obviously, you can never replicate Shaq with Gobert. Similar things going on. Other guys surrounding it. I mean, I believe they beat Dallas that year in the cha- in 2006. So it's like right. the East. We'd have to have injuries, but I, I see the same type I of thing going on. Be- well, so the Nets are the Nets, Nets are interesting. The Nets are interesting right now because Kyrie Irving refuses to get vaccinated. Yeah, which means he can't play 
half of the games. Kyrie, I'm, I'm sure you're going to listen to this, buddy. I'm sure you're going to listen to it as soon as we drop it. <laughs> Just kidding. You're used to be my favorite player. But something's going down with you. what drugs he's on. He, dude, he needs nothing wrong with this. I've, I've taken, you know, medication for it. The dude needs some sort of emotional stabilizing AM and PM pill. Because the dude isn't okay right now. No, he's not. The oh, flat earth? It started with the flat earth. We're going to talk about a flat started, earth. And it, it has just been a, a consistent downhill. Does he slope. know what year it is? Well, yeah, so it's getting bad. The thing is, is is Kyrie guaranteed not to play half the games? You have to argue that he's not going to play the other another half of the half of the games that he can play. Yeah, because of mental health issues. Yeah, which is okay, but you got to start. You got to start figuring that out, buddy. <laughs> Kevin Durant <clears throat> is going to miss at least half the games with injuries. Yeah. Oh. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So then it's James Harden. James Harden's a great player. I don't think he can carry a Brooklyn Nets without Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. We need Steve Nash to lace up. Yeah, at this point. I mean, here's my hot take for the East. You ready? You guys ready at home? Miami Heat win the East. Yep. I was going to say Chicago. I Chicago's could be good too. No, I, I've said Miami Heat. I'm standing by it. I don't know anyone that. You, you find me someone in the world that wants to play Duncan Robinson. Tyler Hero, Drajic, Bam Adebayo, Bam Adebayo, I mean, Kyle Lowry, and Jimmy B. Buckets. I'll, I'll wait as long. You have my Instagram. depends on which Jimmy B. Buckets we get. We're going to get Jimmy B. Bubble Buckets. If you get Jimmy B. Bubble Buckets, I think they're a favorite to win. Jimmy B. Bubble Buckets, winning the East, losing the Jazz in the finals. I think if you get that Jimmy Butler, I think you win the whole entire league. Dude, they could be scary good. I think I think Chicago's good. I think it's going to light Milwaukee again just because of Giannis and, and Giannis is good. It's pretty much it. Middleton's just good. Giannis, but um, the Nets. I don't think the Nets. I Boston's always a toss up. The Sixers are a freaking joke, which is a bummer because I think Joel Embiid's good. Um, I don't love him as a player, but he's a great player. Yeah. Ben Simmons is a freaking joke. I, joke. I hope he's out of the, the league. One, I already hated him because of the whole Donovan Mitchell rookie of the year. Yeah, that was frustrating. Um, two, he has this weird hate for Utah, and I think it's because of the rookie of the year thing. Yeah. But he has this weird hate for Utah, which makes me like him even less. And then... He's not that good. Can't make a free throw. Did, did you see the stat where Steve Nash missed less free throws in his career than Ben Simmons missed in the playoffs last year? Are you for real? I'm for real. Wow. Well, I know Tom Brady has a better chance of winning the Super Bowl <laughs> than Ben Simmons has of making a free okay, throw. <laughs> yeah. So. so. <clears throat> Either good Tom Brady or bad Simmons. I don't know. I can't stand Ben Simmons. I hope he's not playing basketball next year. He will be. I know. Yeah. Well, guys, this has been good. This has been a great podcast. This has been good. If you were a little longer than than we um, expected, um, right on.
right at an hour. Yeah. 45 minutes, but like we said, this is trial and error. We'll, we'll get better. We'll shorten things up. And, you know, I think the first 10 minutes of the podcast, we talk about why we're doing the podcast. So take 10 minutes off while we're yep. close to what we're shooting for. So. Yep. Make sure to follow along. And if you ever want to be on it, let us know. But thanks for the support. Go Cougs.